You're listening to That's the Industry Podcast, episode number 50. Today's going to be a little different. Today, we are going to do a throwback interview uh, just to give this next interview some context. When I was living in LA, I was always looking for interviews just like I am now, but I was watching this show called Bondi Inc. on Netflix, and it was like Miami Inc. just in Australia. Everybody was insanely talented, and one artist in particular just had this really, really unique style. And I was like, okay, what's her name? And her name popped up on the screen. Of course, I go on Instagram and, you know, I always look to see if their contact info is either on their Instagram or their website. And sure enough, her email was there. So I emailed her, let her know that I was an entertainment reporter in LA and I'm always looking for new talent to interview. So I messaged her and not shortly after she messaged me back and I was just a little caught off because I was like, oh man, that was a quick response. It was great. And well, she was in Australia at the time and I think she was traveling a lot for work and we were trying to figure out when we could coordinate when she was in LA. And I think she was going to be in LA in like three or four months or something. And then two weeks went by, I think it was, and I get a message saying, hey, I'm flying to Canada or whatever and I have a layover in LA, can you come to the airport? And I was like, uh, yeah, but, and <laughs> I just also remember asking her, it's like, look, so if I come down there, the only way for me to be able to interview you, you're going to have to come through security. We're gonna have to do the interview in the lobby or like right where you walk into the airport. And then you're going to have to go back through security, which if you've ever been to LAX, it is just a royal pain in the butt, but she had a four hour layover. So it actually worked out fine. She went through, I met her and then we just literally sat in the corner of this like terminal in LAX. And luckily enough, there wasn't too many distractions. So it went really well. But normally when I do these interviews, I have a recorder, I have two microphones and it's kind of a professional setup. But when I was doing this interview, I literally had my video camera with my mic attached to the top. It's like vlog style. And I was just trying to like, yeah, I basically vlogged the interview because it's all I could really have. And, you know, there's always celebrities and stuff in the airport, but we just kind of found this little corner and just shot the interview right there. It was super quick, super cool. I walked her back to her gate and that was it. So it was just a really interesting story how things work out sometimes. And it's just when you love what you do, kind of like I do, it's just you're willing to do that extra step. I remember before she texted me, I mean, this was at night driving to LAX was over an hour, had to pay for parking and everything. She was just so accommodating and just the unique talent she has. I'm going to link to everything in her description, but I just wanted to give you guys some context before we rolled the interview because yeah, it's just, I th always thought it was such an interesting story, but without further ado, here we go. You're listening to that's the industry with Thomas Jordan, That's the industry with Thomas Jordan, the podcast that takes you inside all the aspects of the entertainment industry directly from the people who are making it happen. And now, your host, Thomas Jordan. 
What's going on everyone? Thomas Jordan here at LAX. Normally you see me on the red carpet uh, doing my interviews, but today we have an awesome guest. She's coming all the way from Vancouver to Australia, back to Vancouver, maybe to New York, but she's stopping by in LA. World-renowned tattoo artist and reality TV show star, Georgia Bay. Did I get did I get everything like that? Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't give myself some of these titles, but okay. <laughs> no, like, how did you become a tattoo artist? Um, I became a tattoo artist. I was kind of like a university dropout, I guess. I did animation, and I kind of figured I didn't really want to be on that side of the film industry, mm -hmm. I guess, or maybe not even in the film industry at all. And I kind of just wanted to be an artist. So yeah. tattooing was kind of um, the best possible road I could go down for what I wanted to do, kind of what I wanted to achieve, yeah. I guess. Gotcha, and, and when did you have like your aha moment? Because a lot of people, I don't know, did you have one of those where you were at your current job, you said you worked in graphic design or whatever, and then it's like, ugh, I can't, I really don't want to do this anymore. Um, I was work like I was, I was studying. I guess I was doing like um, animation, graphic design, that kind of thing. And I just kind of got, um, yeah, I just kind of realized it was just going to be a lot of doing stuff for other people for a very, very long time before I could kind of do something for myself. And I kind of, I didn't really want a job that like locked me in a basement, you know, <laughs> yeah. for like. You know, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 hours a week. It was just a bit, yeah. It's tattooing is just like you can be an artist, you can earn great money, and you can have absolute freedom. What are the actual steps though for becoming a tattoo artist? Because I feel like it's like, okay, you know how to draw. It's like, do you just start walking into shops saying, like, what do I do? Did you Google it? Like, how did you figure out what you needed to do? Uh, yeah, it's kind of like the best possible way is to like ask other tattoo artists. So I did, I had a friend who was a tattoo artist and I kind of didn't really have like, I guess I was lacking the confidence. I, I was kind of like, oh, you know, you watch those shows and you think that people draw sleeves up in like 10 minutes and you're like, oh my God, I'd never be able to do that. You know, I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. So, um, but he kind of, he gave me obviously a better window into the industry and, and like, you know, made me realize kind of what really goes on and he definitely encouraged me um he you know encouraged me he looked at my art and he encouraged me to to go for it and yeah. um so yeah with that boost of confidence i kind of put a portfolio together of everything that i had and i went in and i, I got lucky i actually got a apprenticeship at the first shop i went into because i knew they were looking for an apprentice so i did like i did like a, a two-week trial based off my art and then yeah and then stayed and got the apprenticeship and it was really good and, and what did you do in that two-week trial <clears throat> period like what did they have you do just like common sense stuff like learn how to set up learn how to scrub tubes like all of the stuff that you have to do when you're an apprentice you know the unpaid real crap stuff cleaning cleaning just cleaning 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 setting up breaking down stations um, learning how to be like the most sterile person on earth just stuff like that you know um, making stencils back when we used to have to hand draw everything so now we have stencil machines but we did it before so so now do you well you said you you said do you still stencil or do a lot of people stay doing that or do, do they use the machine and you kind of spoil spoil yourself a little bit oh my god yeah there's no no only crazy people are hand drawing stencils it's crazy they're so time-consuming it's you've already drawn it so it's all there and the stencil machine reads the black ink so you just pop it through and it all comes out and it's like 
it goes from being like a half hour job to like a five minute job. It's great. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to live without it. <laughs> and I know you kind of, I feel like, I don't want to say you lucked out, but yeah, you, you got to go in, you got an apprenticeship the first you know your first shot and yeah. your first shot oh i definitely got lucky for, for for people who are that that's not the case like how did, did they should they just literally grab like get their book together and then just like hop from shop to shop or like and to follow up with that like where did they find mentors and things like that the best thing people can do is to not buy a machine off the internet and start tattooing their friends at home with absolutely no like knowledge at all so do not do that. That is my number one, like, best piece of advice I can give to people who are like wanting to be um, a tattoo artist. Definitely don't do that. Uh, definitely have a really good portfolio. Have like 50 drawings that you've like made massive efforts in. Like, who cares how long it takes you to to get it together? Because it'll really show through your work if you care enough to create you know a portfolio that's worth showing I guess um, go to the shops and if you get denied ask why and ask what you can do better that's kind of what I did throughout my apprenticeship I was always after constructive criticism and I never got upset or like butthurt about you know someone being like this looks like shit and this is why it's like well thanks for telling me why because otherwise I'm just gonna do another one that looks like shit you know so it's important it's really important to be able to take handle constructive criticism if you can't take it you will never make it in this industry ever it's ruthless and, and as far as the competition goes we were kind of talking a little bit how the competition in Australia is really high Australia is really competitive there are so many awesome tattoo artists there so you always have to be at the top of your game otherwise you'll just like kind of fall down fall down the ladder a bit and then um, I guess New York is my next stop um, you know I guess indefinitely and I am looking forward to I guess that kind of stress and that like rat race kind of feeling that I had back in Australia, definitely. Gotcha. And what what was the first tattoo you ever drew? And was it good or was it absolutely terrible? Oh my god, it was probably terrible. <laughs> like I can't even remember what the first. It was probably like a rose. I feel like everyone always draws a rose as like their first attempt to draw a tattoo. Yeah. But yeah, it was probably crap. Like you know, I always I was like, oh, I can draw, but tattoo drawing tattoos is like a whole different ball game. It's like learning. It's like being born again and then having to like relearn everything. So, and did you ever have that point where? It was like, okay, I think I got the drawing part down, but then like you get to the tattoo gun and it's just like you're starting over. Or like what was it like for like for your first tattoo? Like ink the skin and it's like, okay, you hear the machines, everything's going, it's like, uh my first tattoo sucked and it was on my mentor Dane and I and I was so scared like I, I was so terrified that I was just like shaking like I couldn't I just had like no confidence I just couldn't do it and he was just like looking at me like I was tattooing like he's, he's so covered I was tattooing this like one tiny little space that was open on his like and he's just looking down at me like you fucking idiot like, you loser like how long have you been an apprentice for <laughs> and I just yeah I, some people just they they get it like they can just use a machine and then some people it takes longer and I was one of those people that I was just like it, it definitely took me longer to like get that confidence and being able to use a machine now it's like you know second nature but it takes a little while and how many well how many tattoos did you have to do to like build that confidence where it's like okay I get it now like and then it just builds from there you, honestly 
It depends on what machine you're using. I sw switched back and forth from rotaries to coils, back to rotaries, back to coils. I couldn't seem to make up my mind. Um, but I ended up getting, kind of by accident, getting a couple of new machines this year that I kind of, when I was tattooing, I was just like, yeah, this is, this is it. Like, I just know. I'm like it's everything's very consistent now I mean I've only been tattooing full-time for about three years now so I feel like the first couple of years you're still finding your feet yeah. and now this third year it's been like I can definitely uh, I if someone comes in you know they they want something I know exactly what I can just picture it in my mind I know exactly how it's gonna go I don't have any qualms I don't I don't worry anymore you know mm -hmm. about oh what if they have bad skin I'm like I just know how to get over these obstacles that you take a little while to learn. Now, what was one of the biggest uh, obstacles you learned this year and how, and what have you learned from it? The biggest obstacles, oh. Um, I guess maybe being like a little less harsh in my, um, <laughs> being less harsh in my um, consultations. Yeah. I, f I feel like people back home, like really, you can just say anything to them and they're just cool about it. You know, yeah. I'm like, that idea sucks, let's do this. And they're like, yeah, you're right. Like, I don't know if it's an Australian thing. I think it might be, people have really thick skin back home. And I kind of brought the same kind of adage, uh, well, just, just, just what I'm like. Yeah. And then, you know, to Vancouver and I found a lot of people, I guess, getting like, no, you're good. I guess getting like kind of, um, maybe a bit like oh okay like I'm like oh that idea sucks and they'd be like oh like a little bit like devastated <laughs> I'm like oh no but it, no 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 but like and then trying to like kind of back my back my way out around that and I yeah so I've, I've definitely learned to be um, not as straight to the point and blunt kind of dance my way around things I, I feel like but I feel like people in New York will probably be pretty blunt so I think I'll be okay there yeah yeah I think it's one of those things where it's like you need to like just kind of read the person maybe and it's like oh maybe they're sarcastic because you could tell like if somebody yeah like just even by talking to me you can tell like if I was getting one you just say whatever you wanted but yeah. so self-awareness that's good but what would you say your style what would you say your style is my style yeah. um my style is I specialize in neo-traditional. It's uh, what I've always wanted to. I kind of went into the industry uh, intending to uh, specialize in that, and I do. Um, so I guess neo-traditional, it's so broad and covers so many kind of different like sub-styles in that kind of, you know, genre, I guess. Um, it's hard to describe, and I feel like you can only, it's like only other tattoo artists really know what you're talking about. So when people ask me, I'm always like, Oh, like here is a photo because I can't it's hard to I use all these words that people don't understand yeah. You know if you're not in the if you're not a, a tattoo artist or not familiar with the industry It's hard to describe. Let's talk about like Bondi Inc. Like you got it's a huge Netflix series Like it's on it's on Netflix if you haven't seen it you're in it like How I mean how did you get casted for that? Um, I got cast I it's hard, it's a weird story, like I met the producers, I guess, um, when I was an apprentice up on the Gold Coast and I, they were, um, you know, saying that they were filming that show and then obviously I didn't think much of it because I lived on the Gold Coast and Sydney is 12 hours away and I didn't really think anything of it and then they kind of kept in contact with me and um, then they brought Mike over from uh, New York Inc, he was managing there and then it kind of all kind of just happened like that. They just asked me if I wanted to, you know, be involved, and I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, like it, you know. I was like, yep, all right, why not, you know? Like it's um, it's a competitive industry, and if you can get some exposure, 
you have to kind of take those opportunities and make smart decisions. Yeah, and, and what was it like having your life filmed? Like, I've always wondered that because secretly I love reality TV shows. Like, I like love to hate them, but just having a camera in your face, no, well, not in your case, not 24 hours, but a chunk of your day. Yeah. Like, what's that like? At first, it was so weird, and I would always, I couldn't cope. Like, it was bizarre. It's really strange. Um, you know, I've never even had someone film a video of me on their phone, let alone, you know, have someone constantly in your face and then zooming right up into your tattoos and, you know, it's it's stressful. But uh, you get over it so quickly. Like, within, honestly, within, like, 10 days, you just don't even notice it anymore. And it just becomes, like, part of your life and you just go about your business and, yeah, and it's just... It's weird, and people always say that, they're like, oh, you just forget that they're there, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, like, that's a load of shit, but it's true. You really do just forget that they're there, and then you kind of just go go about your life and go about working and, you know, tattooing and doing all that kind of stuff. And being on the show, like, how did, how has it changed, how has it changed, like, your, has it changed your career at all? When it hit Netflix, I guess I didn't even realize that it hit, and uh, I started getting recognized all the time, and I was like, what, what is happening? Like, it was really strange, and then, um, um, and then uh, Ellie kind of messaged me and she's like, yeah, um, it's on Netflix, like, I'm like, what? <laughs> and, but it's like a, on every single country except for like uh, Australia. So um, I was like, oh good, I can go home and like it's all sweet. But um, it's been really good, like, you know, it's, it's been, it's given me the opportunity to be able to work in the States. Um, it's given me the opportunity to be able to always be booked and to really um, kind of pursue my work you know that's kind of the the purpose of why I did it in the first place so it's been um it's been great like I've been really happy yeah I'm really happy I did it no regrets I guess you get to work with Megan Masker which is she's a great tattoo artist she was on New York Inc great personality great artwork what was it like working with her Megan's such a legend she's really really nice she's kind of one of those people that'll do anything for you really helpful like just really great um, working with her was awesome I got to watch her really close up tattooing and stuff like that and it was just like such a cool experience she's uh, tattoos such a different style from everyone I've ever worked with so I loved being able to like broaden my horizons in that way as well um, and then obviously making a friend out of it was great too like she's just a champ when you were on the show you were obviously watching her very closely what was one of the th main things you took away from watching her every move uh, what's well, one of the things I took away um, she's I guess um, other than being able to just learn and pick up little, you know, bips and bops from um, her watching her tattoo, I guess, like her professionalism yeah. was really great. Like, she's super professional. She's just like got her head screwed on. She just knows what she's doing. And she's been tattooing for 10 years. So, you know, she just, it's like effortless. Like, her yeah. tattooing seems to be just like, it's like, whatever, like, I've got this. And it's, it's like, fun, and I'm just like right? crying, like putting a stencil on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like so stressed in front of us, it was just the worst, but yeah, she's she's great. And what would you say the biggest difference, I mean, you're all over the place, Australia, New York, Vancouver, LA, like I feel like you're everywhere, what, what do you think is different about New York than anywhere else that you've been so far? Oh, New York's like its own special little country or something, it's just so cool there, like it's just got so much culture and it's got... 
a really good vibe and everyone that I've met is like really kind of rude but in the best kind of way like really straight to the point I like really love that like I hate phonies and stuff so I just yeah everyone that I've met is just really cool everyone takes the piss out of me all the time and I'm I love that so so yeah it's it's cool and like obviously it's New York like it's it's amazing that you have to go I know. I like, <laughs> we were talking off camera. And, uh, I've been to China, but I've never been to New York. Yeah, which, that seems weird. Which is super weird. Yeah. And when I tell people that, they're like, wait, what? But um, I know you've got to get going. So uh, if you had to get, if, if we ran into one of your fans and they're like, I want to be a tattoo artist, what is the one piece of advice you would give them? Um, they, I would definitely tell them to think long and hard about it because you really are giving up your whole life to be a tattoo artist. All your social life, your relationships, your free time, sleep, everything is going to go down the drain for at least four years when you start up. So, and like forever, I guess, you know, it's a full-time job, but it's not only a full-time job, it's also a full-time life job that you are constantly doing. So I would just, I would, the advice I would give is like, make sure it's what you really, really want to do. And is, oh, and to kind of follow that, is there any like misconceptions about a tattoo artist that people may think that aren't true? Or I don't know, I, I'm not one, so. People think that it's really easy to become a tattoo artist and they just want to, like, they just think, oh, it's cool, like, no one will give me an apprenticeship so I can just, like, buy a machine off <laughs> online and, like, tattoo my friends at home and it'll be fine. It's not going to be fine. It's not fine. Um, and you'll never get anywhere doing it that way. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've noticed recently, I, me and a bunch of other female tattoo artists were actually like having a chat about this. We have a little group and we were talking about how it's it's like people just think it's like so easy just to, yeah. to become a tattoo artist. And it's like they have no idea, like completely misinformed. So that's kind of, I guess, my little <laughs> spiel about it, awesome. I'd say. All right. Well, thank you so much. No worries. All right. That does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And I would love your help. If you would just subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating. I really, really would appreciate it. And last but not least, I got a little something for you. For the last 10 years, I have been writing, shooting, producing, editing my own video to get my dream job as an entertainment reporter in Los Angeles interviewing the stars. Now, that might not be your dream, but if you are in this industry and you are in this field, you are going to need to learn how to write, shoot, and edit, produce your own content. And now I want to personally train you on these skills so you can create your own journey and make money while doing so. So what I want you to do now is log on to Facebook and request to be in my private Facebook group, On Camera Professionals. Once again, it is called On Camera Professionals. But wait, Thomas, I really like your stuff. I really want to learn from you, but I don't want to be on camera. Don't worry. I got you covered. In this group, I'm going to be doing a live training, so that means live tips and tricks. I'm going to do giveaways, freebies, and I'm also going to do personalized training. So once again, log on to Facebook and type in on-camera professionals, and I'll see you there.